0: Now, let's get to this week's episode. I had these visions that I wanted to be something bigger, I wanted to do better. Uh, And uh, so this opportunity came up to buy this building and, you know, it just made sense. You know, the price had dropped a little bit. uh, So I bought this building and now I'm really stretching myself. And and so I'd stretch myself quite a bit between the home and the new building. uh, I'd stretch myself. And then, you know, we had started seeing the practice kind of stagnate. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. Welcome back to another episode of the Dentistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tarun Agarwal, better known as T-Bone, and we're finally rejoined by my wonderful co-host, Meredith Cooper-Jones.
1: Okay, so that's not true because you weren't here last week. (laughs) Or a few weeks ago,
0: <laughs> but I did a few episodes without you, just so you know. So
1: I'm back, but I'm like on like every other one, so they're gonna get confused. <laughs> we'll
0: see. We'll see. I just like making fun of you, maybe. I know.
1: I know. All right. Well, well I have hold a few on. Things. Hold on. I
0: want to tell them what I want to talk about. Okay. So this week we're gonna talk about making your practice recession resistant in 2022. Not recession-proof because it's, look, we live in a world where it's almost impossible to be recession-proof, but we want to make it recession, recession-resistant recession so that way we don't really kind of uh, get too big of a hit if we actually run into a rese- recession.
1: All right, well before <laughs> we get into today's episode about re- recession-resistant uh, practices, let's talk a little bit about what some wins are some of our doctors have had through Mastermind and some of our other programs. This one says, when to share. I heard the most beautiful four words a dentist could hear this morning. What do you think it is? <laughs> when can we start? I've, I think this was the first time that I've had this response to asking my patient if they had any questions for me. Had two planning visits this morning, closed a $9,000 case and a $19,000 case. Both are scheduled, the power of photography financial arrangements and the schedule slash infrastructure to support it. I can't believe how well it's working. It's blowing my mind. Can't wait to get my team to boot camp.
0: Yeah, and, and that's really the beauty of mastermind is is we're really kind of getting people to rethink what their practice can be, helping them think about what they want their practice to be, and then giving them the tools that's been proven to work in my practice for mm-hmm. 22 years, proven to work in Sully's practice for seven years, and really giving them the tools. And the most important part is the ongoing coaching and accountability to really kind of get things going. And what we see consistently is at about the six month mark is really when people start having the things click. And then, you know, for this particular person, they, they joined the advanced mastermind and continued on with us. So, we're super excited to get Ryan moving forward even farther.
1: Yeah, and one thing I hear a doctor actually told me last weekend was he didn't have the time to do mastermind. Mm-hmm. He was just really busy. Yeah. And I was like, that's when you need it the most. most yeah. and it's so hard. You know, I want to tell them that. And it's like hard to tell someone you don't really know that. Um, so, he's also excited about bringing his team to boot camp. Yeah. I just wanted to mention our next um, team 3D business. In case acceptance boot camp will be January 26th and 27th. This is a great time to get your team on board with photography uh, transfers, communication, and, financial
0: arrangements, scheduling. Yeah. It's really kind of the principles of uh, of our mastermind uh, driven down team. into two days, really yeah. focused on training the team.
1: Yeah, and creates good culture because we all have a good time. Yeah, we do. Well, let's get into today's episode right. on. Um, Re- building resistance for a recession. Right. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I know a lot of our listeners probably haven't been through a recession. That's because they're young. Um, yeah, so that, <laughs> that's what I was going to say without saying it. Um, or we weren't, let me rephrase this. We weren't working when the <laughs> recession uh, came the last time. And I think a lot of people, uh, COVID kind of scared them in the beginning and it ended up actually being okay or better Better. for most practices um but they haven't been through something like 08 so since you were working then and you did go through that will you talk to us a little bit about how that was
0: yeah so you know um when it comes to dentistry, I've been through a couple of recessions. One was a short-term recession, which was 2001 after mm-hmm. 9-11. Uh, the, you know, things dipped, airline dipped, people were scared, our country went into war, yeah. and, and certainly it, it kind of affected things. Yeah. Okay? Do you
1: think that was like how COVID was going to be, had...
0: You know, I kind yeah, of had, nah. I had to prep myself for like that, you know, yeah. but but the problem with that is, and this kind of leads into 2008, I thought 2001 was bad until 2008 right. came, yeah. and then I was like, oh my God. That was
1: nothing. Yeah. And,
0: and, but see, I didn't go into 2008 thinking it was going to be what it was or understanding right. how bad things could be. I just said, oh, if it's like 2001.
1: We'll be fine. We'll, we'll be, be fine. fine. And you know, right. It'll
0: be six months, nine months. I think everyone and We'll kind that. of fig, fig, figure through that. And then, so when COVID started, I kind of thought it was going to be like that, two thousand uh, and eight. Uh, and so, you know, what I'd like to do is kind of frame for people what two thousand and eight was uh, for me. One, uh, one is is you started hearing in late two thousand and seven, early two thousand and eight, that there was there's this rumbling of the economy faltering, home sales faltering, uh, you know this, but you know, the news doesn't really sell it truthfully, yeah. right? And, and so you're like, oh, it's no big deal. Things are great. But you're hearing these rumbles of things in yeah. the background, almost like we're doing right now. Yeah. And and so what had happened is in 2003, mm-hmm. I had bought a house. And by 2007, I was starting to make really good money. And, mm-hmm. and we had, at that point, we got a kid. And we had another one on the way. And I was like, you know, it's time for us to upgrade homes. And in uh, the summer of 2007, uh, I bought a brand new, you know, very very expensive home. Uh, uh, well, expensive to me. I mean, it was an expensive yeah. home. Yeah. And uh, so I had that. And so that kind of had stretched, you know, my budget uh, and, and stuff. And then and my wife and, 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 and Mona wasn't working at the time. Uh, so that had stretched my budget. And then, you know, about a few months after that, you know, about a six months or so later, an opportunity came up to buy this building, that I wasn't planning on moving out of my existing building, which was paid off, which was four operatories and all these things. But I had, I had these visions that I wanted to be something bigger. I wanted to do better. Uh, and uh, so this opportunity came up to buy this building and you know it just made sense. You know The price had dropped a little bit. Uh, so I bought this building and now I'm really stretching myself. Yeah. And, and so I'd stretch myself quite a bit between the home and the new building. Uh, I had stretched myself. And then, you know, we had started seeing the practice kind of stagnate about mid 2008 or so. And I bought this building in June 2008. And then it was like the bottom dropped out and, and, and business dropped like 30%. And when business drops 30%, suddenly there's no margin. And as the owner-dentist, owner-operated dentist, there's hardly any, if any, money to pay me. And then on top of that, I had the increased bills of my new home, and the increased bills of this new building. So it kind of, you know, I would, and then the other part of it was, you know, I was living on big cases, you know, at that point, we were doing four to six, 10 unit cosmetic cases per month, I didn't really have much general dentistry in the practice, just some, but I was living off marketing and and big cases, and, and, and so, you know, it that's
1: all... That's the first thing people don't do. Yeah. When they get, even, when, even before they lose their job or anything mm-hmm. like that, if they get scared...
0: They stop spending money. They hunker down.
1: Right, especially on larger things that are not necessary.
0: They elect it, right? Right. And, and so it all came to a head probably about early 2009. I At that point, you know, I had been making it by, and, you know, the only saving grace I had was that... Um, when I bought a I bought a Cadillac Escalade in 2007 when Yush was born, and I had signed up for a three year note instead of a five or six year note, and then I was I had to go sell the car because it had some equity in it to actually make payroll in 2009, and you know that that's when you know that's when things started to have to change for me. You know I, I just I just I, I never wanted to do that again. I never wanted to feel that again. And and, and so that's kind of the framework that I live in. And the reason I bring that up is I don't want you guys to think I'm trying to scare you, but experience dictates kind of how you react to things. And and so that, that kind of that experience is worst case scenario. And so anytime we hear things and I hear recession, you know, because of my experience, I automatically think 2008, not 2001. And so my, my, my brain and my body and my reaction is, oh, my God, this is what's coming up. How do I adjust and how do I what do I have to do to kind of get prepared and survive and thrive after the recession?
1: Yeah. So when you came to this realization mm-hmm. that you were going to have to do something different What was it that made you think and what was it that you did to do
0: that? Well, looking back, you know, there there are several things I did at the time that I don't quite remember uh, because, honestly, a lot of it was I was just throwing things at the wall to see what would stick. I literally was, um, uh, we were doing, we were buy one, get one crown free. (laughs) I mean, it was. It doesn't
1: matter if you only need one.
0: (laughs) No, no, I mean, you know. Uh, we Cosmetics. uh, No, well, cosmetics had dried up. And part of that was. One thing I did learn that I wouldn't do yeah. differently now is I stopped my marketing, but part of that was because I had spent so much on my home and spent so much on this building that I just didn't have the money yeah. to put into the marketing. And I was unwilling to borrow money right. uh, to get through it. And, and frankly, maybe the bank wouldn't have let me borrow it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I cut my marketing off, which only made it worse. Uh, so one thing I would say differently now is is... Don't cut your marketing off but don't continue to spend wastefully. Be be more conscious and conscientious about the marketing that you do. But looking back, I think the biggest challenge to me uh, in 2008 was that my practice was built on big cases. And for those of you that have seen me speak or that have been to our programs here at 3D Dentist or have seen me uh, lecture, you'll see that I often, most of the time, start most of my programs with the three parts of a good uh, long-term practice, which is one, the biggest uh, circle is general dentistry, then there's advanced dentistry, then there's emotional elective dentistry. And I had built this practice because of the cosmetic dentistry boom from Extreme Makeover, the Swan, and all these different things. I had built my practice to be l- limited or basically live off of elective dentistry. And as you mentioned, it was one of the first things that, right. that people cut off during this time. Yeah. So, so I made a concerted effort that I needed to rebuild my general or rebuild a yeah. general dentistry base because. That was the least out-of-pocket for patients. That, that was my thinking. Because, you know, patients that kept their jobs, okay, that st- still, still had insurance, insurance. Yeah. they had insurance, free, cleanings were essentially free to them, yeah. you, know, you know, restorations were minimal cost and things like that, whereas asking somebody to spend $10,000, $12,000 out-of-pocket was a big ask right. uh, at that time, especially with all the stuff going on around it. Yeah. So I committed to building a strong general dentistry base.
1: Okay. And did you want to talk about, like, getting into advanced dentistry or um, adding services to your practice?
0: Yeah. So, you know, again, so also around this time was I started looking at, uh, and I think this is the first time specialists felt Recession yeah. too, from double a double-edged recession. They felt right. a recession from the recession, yeah. but then they felt a recession from general dentists starting to keep more in house.
1: Right, I was going to say you yeah. didn't want to refer out. No, I mean as much. You hell, I need to, to do everything. You could. <laughs> You're like do I don't
0: like blood, but I'm going to take it out today. <laughs> so that's that's kind of when I first started taking out yeah. teeth. Right. Because I, before that, I didn't take out teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I had already started doing some root canals, but I was limited to anteriors and premolars. And then I yeah. just said, you know, I just try a molar. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just start doing it. And... Um, so that's kind of when I started really com- becoming a one-stop shop. I hate yeah. that word, but that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. You know, a one-stop but shop. But that's what
1: people want to go to, right? I mean, we've talked about this so many times. Mm-hmm. Remember when you told me I needed to go to the periodontist mm-hmm. to do crown like that? i like, but I don't want to. Yeah.
0: Can you, know? you do it? Yeah. I'm like, but, you don't want me to do it.
1: <laughs> but going to a new office, you know, we, say, we joke about this, but we say people don't want to go to a new par- parking lot. They don't. Like new front office, new parking lot, new people. It's not just a new doctor. It's a whole new scene for them. So they love a one-stop shop. Yeah,
0: and I'm glad that you brought that up, Meredith, because building a strong general dentistry base isn't just about building a hygiene pool and fillings and crowns at a restorative practice it to me a strong general dentistry base is uh, extractions it's endodontics it's some minor orthodontics, and th- things like that it's a broad range of services so you minimize how much you ca- start sending out of your practice right. you know and, and that involves learning skills and and uh, you know uh, sometimes you learn from YouTube sometimes you learn from other specialists sometimes you learn from other colleagues sometimes you learn from uh, other seminars which is workshops which is obviously what we do here at 3D Dentist so I had to double down on 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 building a good general practice
1: yeah well let's talk about kind of how you executed that and some of the things you did to kind of reinvent the practice
0: yeah you know I I kind of broke it down into so let's talk about kind of looking back and I can only do this because I'm looking backwards at to what happened and and, and I kind of looked at everything in, in three buckets. Okay. Bucket number one was my personal self skills. Okay. My, mm-hmm. what I call soft skills, my bedside manner, my leadership skills, you know, my, my, the, my ability to talk and communicate and the words I use with patients and, you know, things like not talking too much about the recession, not having CNN or the news playing yeah. on the TVs in the practice, right. little, little things like that. Uh, the second bucket I looked at was my clinical skill set. Uh, because what the recession kind of proved to me was that my clinical skill set was limited mm-hmm. and limiting, yeah. and, and that was important and the third thing I looked at was what I call what we call infrastructure here at 3 d dentists, and that 's really uh, the use and availability of technology to help reduce barriers and, and so since I already had some technology, I had uh, CAD cam, I had digital impre- well CAD cam was digital impression at the time. You know, one of the things I, I I felt that I could do more of in my practice was dental implants. And I didn't feel the comfort and confidence to do implants without technology. So I said, you know what? I need to learn dental implants. So there's there's the clinical skills I need to learn. Uh, I wasn't so worried about the soft skills because, you know, I was selling cosmetic dentistry, $10,000, right. dollars 15000 cases. So how hard could it be to sell a three four dollars 5000 single unit implant? So I wasn't so worried about the soft skills. And, you know, some of the words and the confidence came from the education. But then the execution of yeah. those implants became a problem. And, and that's when I decided to double down on CBCT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in 2009, I, I got a bank <laughs> to to mm-hmm. loan me money to go buy a cone beam a 3d x-ray and, and really that kind of started the upward trend of coming back from this and maybe the economy was kind of starting to pick back up a little bit at that time but really for me the acceleration was hey now i have a technology or a tool that can help me do some dentistry for patients that don't want to go somewhere else yeah and, and so to me i've always looked at and techno- diagnose and, and, and diagnose and yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, but I wasn't so worried about diagnosis yeah. At that Yeah, point. But, at that,
1: but sometimes you, were, you would be able to see a root canal. You wouldn't. Yeah.
0: Oh, the absolutely. That yeah, that, canal, those were the that's... side effects. Right. Uh, what I call side effects of cone beam was seeing a tooth that had an infection on it, seeing a tooth that I thought needed endo, but it was blown out, yeah. and endo was no point. You know, and, and that's where I first started realizing that technology wasn't about saving money, but technology was really about helping you make mm-hmm. money. And and so that's kind of what I mean. To me, technology should be used to break down barriers for your patient, uh, and barriers for yourself in terms of your confidence and skill set. Uh, so, so to me, that's how I view technology.
1: Okay. And what about your number one, your number one secret to your office? Yeah. Lastly.
0: Yeah. So you know, for me, I, I double down on photography. Yeah. You know, because you know. Whether we're in a recession or not, and more so when we're in a recession or there's a fear of a recession, I think people want proof. People want proof of what's going on. You know, the, the analogy I always use it's it's like when you used to go to get your oil change, and the guy brought out the air filter that was dirty. I know you've never taken your car for an oil change, <laughs> I was Meredith, at you like, yeah. but yeah. But they take you out. Caroline, have you gone where they've done that to you? They bring out this dirty air filter, and and you're like, Of course, I don't want this dirty air filter. And so then they sell you a dirty air, you know, they sell you a new air filter Uh to replace the dirty air filter. And I look at dentistry that way. You know, yeah, do I really need this crown done? The tooth doesn't hurt me. But here, here's where you have some cavity, here's where you have a big pothole in this old filling. And, And so it allowed me to give them the proof. Uh, so that they didn't feel that I was selling them. And honestly, I had more confidence because I didn't feel like I was selling them. Right. So I doubled down on photography. Uh, and this is kind of when the internet was kind of starting with Facebook and all of, not yeah. Instagram or any of these yeah. other things. It was really Facebook. And and, and 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 so this is where I was starting able to start building my personal brand by sharing these photos with the, commun- the consumer community, community uh, to help bring my pers- build my personal brand to start attracting patients that were looking for that type of uh, dentistry. So well, yeah,
1: hopefully this helps doctors in case we have a recession.
0: Yeah, you know, a couple other things yeah, I, I would I would this. point out to people mm-hmm. uh, because I, I want to give you some other uh, pointers here. One is one of the things I learned from COVID, okay, yeah. uh, and, and other recessions as well, but more so for COVID is. When we see impending things coming or starting yeah. to happen, shrink your menu. Yeah. Get rid of non-profitable procedures. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, so for me, uh, dentures were a non-profitable procedure, so we yeah. got rid of dentures. Right. You know, for me, fillings are a low profitability procedure, so we limited the number of fillings that we could do. You know, for me, I stopped giving patients a choice to do lab-fabricated posterior crowns. Hey, listen. Yeah. I know you're willing to pay, but I don't want you to come back. I want to get it done in single yeah, visits. I don't you know? know
1: that anyone's ever asked
0: for that. Uh, you know, and, and so, like, they... like, like when people ask for gold crowns, I say we don't do them anymore yeah. because it's, it's not worth the hassle of changing our routine yeah. uh, for something that I'm literally going to make no extra money on. Right. And, and it's mm-hmm. not that it's all driven by money, but then they the I run a business, it's time. You know, yeah. and, and it's the time. Time yeah. is money. Yeah. So I would shrink my menu of services. Uh, you know, for us, it, during some of the recessions, we got rid of whitening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because whitening was labor intensive and low profitability, yeah. uh, dentures, you know things like that. Things that I uh, things you yeah. may not do much of. Like for example, let's say you do soft tissue grafting once every few months. I get yeah. it off the menu. Yeah. You know until things get better and you can start you know developing that Especially service. Especially
1: at a time like now where you're limited on team members. Yeah, absolutely. It's not worth having an extra team member to, to be able to offer whitening for yeah. three hundred dollars. When it costs you 150,
0: 200 bucks to do it to begin with. Yeah, Yeah, plus the time. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So that's kind of how I look at it. You know, look, pay attention. Don't believe that a recession isn't coming. Don't believe that a recession is coming. Always be working on your business to kind of refine it and fine-tune it. So that way if the recession comes. If it's worse than we expect, if it's less worse than we expect, you know, you're not caught flat-footed, like so many of us were caught flat-footed uh, for COVID because as a world, we weren't ready for this, other than China, but yeah. as a world, we weren't ready for this. So um, if you can leave us a review, Uh, for 3D Dentists on Google. If you could leave us a review for the Dentistry Made Simple podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if we can help you at 3D Dentists, if you're looking for an amazing CE experience where you get to hang out with instructors that wanna hang out with you and and connect with you and hang out with other like-minded individuals and really learn dentistry from both a clinical side and a business implementation side, I don't believe anybody does it better than us. And I still take education from other places because I want to see what's out there. And I really believe that we have an amazingly unique product and experience that will help you grow, help your practice grow, and help everything in your life grow. So uh, reach out to Meredith through social media or Meredith at 3D-Dentist.com or visit us at www.3D-Dentist.com. See you guys next week.